Hey, welcome to the Healing She Got Faith show. I am Lily. I am the founder of Healing She Got Faith, and I am the host of the Healing She Got Faith talk show. Healing She Got Faith is an organization that was created for adults who are dealing with grief and or on their self-love journey. During this talk show, we talk about grief, healing, self-love, but overall, we are encouraging you to love you the way you love the world okay so we thank you all for tuning in happy monday welcome to the healing she got faith show i am lily i am the founder of healing she got faith and i am the host of the healing she got faith talk show it's monday welcome back welcome back welcome back i hope you all have been um resting (laughs) september has been a month september has been busy so there's just been a lot of stuff i think on a personal level but also too like on a universal level like there's just been a lot going on a lot of shifts a lot of transitions a lot of resting a lot of healing a lot of reflection and so i hope during this time you've just sat back and really like join the you know join the um what's it called the journey and just really reflected on who you are things of that nature yes so um yeah it's monday y'all um can y'all believe that september is almost over like it's literally about to be october interesting (laughs) um yeah it has really been busy for me it has been a journey um this grand opening is no joke i am almost done shout out to my team who has really been helping me um by the time this episode is released we will actually be having a staff meeting that day and we are at the halfway mark um to the grand opening and so I have been up early, going to sleep late. I've been running. And on top of that, I'm also still in therapy. I'm also still setting boundaries with myself. And I'm also still trying to have a social life in the midst of all of this. Because one of the things that I'm working on is showing people that are in my life gratitude. So this weekend, um, I actually got to go to a winery with a program that I partner with. So Mental Madness. And it is um, hosted by a lady, Donna, who we found each other on Facebook. And ever since we met each other, we've just been partnering. And so she utilizes the office to host her her mental um, mental health workshops, which I do help co-host and I provide the space for her. And I, I just serve as a support system. And so last month we did yoga, which was led by one of my team members, which was so dope. And then this month we actually went to a winery, which it was nice. Um, and I worked up until I had to like actually get on the road to get to the winery. It was about an hour away from where I lived. And um I was exhausted, but when I got there, I ate, I had me a wine slushy, and I was good, y'all. I had a really good time, so it was nice to do that, um, to be social in the midst of all this, because I'm still trying to set those boundaries, so, yeah. So, if you are new here, hi, I'm Lily. I love that you're here. If you are a listener who comes every week, I love you. Thank you so much. I'm glad you came back. So last week we talked about um, 
the power, well, we're still in our power of grief series. And so we talked about our, our relatives who have passed with us. If you listen to last week's episode, I did not pull cards. So I, um, I didn't really do our traditional icebreaker, um, probably because I just wasn't feeling it. And <laughs> I recorded like half the episode and my mic was on mute. Ah! <laughs> I was so saucy about that for like three days. y'all. I, I could not let that go. But this week I pulled cards. I pulled four. So I pulled two from the self-care wisdom cards. And then I pulled two from the universe has my back. I have just been in a space where I really just need to hear from God. I really need to like feel the connection with God. There's nothing wrong. My faith isn't being challenged, but I just need God's presence. And so I've kind of been reverting back to the universe has my back because I do feel that anytime I pull affirmation cards, they really do speak to my soul. And like I tell my clients who I do the icebreaker with, like, if you don't like that, that the deck of cards uses the word universe, then I just replace it with God, you know, like it's a word guys. <laughs> so like, and I really do love like these affirmation cards. It's also a book. So if you're interested, you can definitely look for the book. It's called the universe has my back. And then I have the affirmation cards as well. So, um, but I actually pulled it with one of my grief groups that I host last week and it was really, really good. The conversation was good. The cards were just really on point. Um, I like doing these icebreakers because, um, it, it's, it's a really good way to break conversation. It's a really good way for people to open up about themselves and without people having to think because a card will say something and it gives you the opportunity to reflect, which is why I love it so much. So also too, while I'm over here yapping, y'all, did y'all know it was episode 40? Yes. Episode 40. Go Lily. Go Lily. You did that. You did the episode 40. I cannot believe that, y'all. It has been 40 episodes. And the crazy part is when I started this show. Okay, so let me stop sleeping on myself because I definitely started the Healing She Got Faith talk show, but I did not call it a talk show back then. I started when I was living in New York, and you can go back to some of my earlier episodes. And I was essentially doing the same thing, but it was just called the Healing She Got Faith, okay? And the audio was terrible. My voice was like this. I like talked really soft and like that. <laughs> and I just, you know, I was just trying to figure out my way. And then I got offered to be on this radio platform that I'm no longer on, obviously, because you guys are listening to me on a podcast platform, even though I used to put the episodes on podcasts. But that's ultimately what started the quote unquote talk show because I was offered this opportunity. I was with them for a couple months. It wasn't long. Um, maybe like five, six months, possibly. Maybe like seven months, but nevertheless, um, I parted ways with them. And I just decided to be on the podcast platforms, which is, well, YouTube. I don't know if y'all consider that podcast platform, but YouTube anchor audible spotify apple podcast and it's been in red circle i'm actually on red circle so it has been really um challenging but in a good way like it has forced me to be consistent it has forced me to show up i have plans i have like a whole topic journal that i um come every week and kind of 
I'm not kind of. I come every week and have my notes and stuff like that. So I'm organized, consistent, and some. You know, sometimes you don't know what you are going to talk about. And for me, I put notes weeks in advance. Like right now, I'm looking at my notes, and I have notes all the way up for. Um, it looks like December 12th. I do have topics for the last two weeks of December, but I don't have don't necessarily have notes. But at least I have topics. So. It just challenges me to be consistent and challenges me to show up even when I don't think nobody is listening because I think that is, you know, I think that is the truth. I believe like a lot of people, well, let me just say this. I was having a conversation with one of my team members and um, we were just talking about how a lot of people want leadership positions. A lot of people want like... I'll, I'll use the example we we use. So we were talking about church members, pastors, first ladies, and stuff like that. So a lot of people want those positions, but like they want to start with a big congregation. And so one of the things that I, I say, like in my reflection, I realized that if God told you you are going to do something, you are going you are going to do it. So for example, if God told you that you were going to be a pastor. But maybe your church is only your wife and kids at that time. You still pastor like you're pastoring a thousand people. You still pastor and you still show up regardless if you have the building, regardless if you have the congregation, regardless if you have the ties, regardless if you have that. And I and I believe a lot of people and I, I'm a victim of this. I'm not gonna call myself a victim. I am a product of this as well. We want to be successful from the jump. We want to jump straight to the success, the money, the accolades. Like we want to jump straight to that. And me being a businesswoman, being a speaker, being a writer, a published author, being a podcast host, there have been times where nobody has read the blogs. There have been times when nobody's listened to the podcast. There have been times there has been no, not one single like on social media and I've had to still show up and we become so obsessed with the, I don't even know um, the words on the tip of my tongue, but we become so obsessed with the outcome that we don't even think about the process. And so since I've been healing and in this place of let me be present in the moment, regardless if anybody shows up, I'm going to show up for myself. And so what I see in a lot of leaders and a lot of people who are trying to become famous and a lot of people who are just trying to do something big, I see that a lot of people give up because they don't see the results right away. And so for me, what I'm trying to practice is I'm going to show up regardless. I'm going to prep. I'm going to show up. It don't matter if nobody listens to this podcast. It doesn't matter if nobody looks at YouTube. And, you know, I can see the stats. Like, my views on YouTube are solo. Like, I think, like, I get, like, one to two views per video. Like, they're solo. But I post it every week. And, you know, even if nobody else is listening, like, I'm teaching myself that I can be consistent. I'm teaching myself that I have the willpower and the discipline within me. Also too, y'all, I just got done reading slash listening to Atomic Habits on Audible. Game changer. So I'm really trying to reflect on that book and take what I learned from that book and apply it to like my real life because game 
changer. A lot of stuff that I think about, he actually wrote a whole book about. So go to the Healing She Got Facebook shop, get you a copy of that, or go to Audible. And I need a partnership with Audible, okay? Because I'm definitely telling people to go ahead and get you a membership with them and listen to that book. Okay, I've been talking for 12 minutes at this point. Let's go ahead and jump into the icebreaker. I have four cards. I'm going to start with card one, which is from the self-care wisdom cards. And it says feelings. Healing begins with feeling. Be gentle with yourself and tender with your heart. This healing journey has taught me to give myself grace. It has taught me to feel what I am feeling and stop denying it. Like I have a bad to where I just shut down and this healing journey has taught me like i have the right to feel i have had to learn emotions i have had to learn feelings i have had to check in with myself and so healing really does begin with feeling because you have to address whatever is being triggered you have to address it and you have to do it in the way that will actually heal you the second part is you do have to be gentle with yourself. I am so hard on myself, y'all. I don't give myself credit. I be sleeping on myself. Like, I am so hard. Like, I be feeling like I have to go, 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 go. Not even realizing the point that I'm at. And so I have to be, I have to give myself grace. I have to be gentle with myself. My body is getting me through day to day. And it's very rare that I sit and give my body gratitude. Okay. So, yeah feelings feel what you feel it's okay to not be okay it's okay to not be happy all the time it like don't let people gas do that positivity gaslighting like um i was listening to love and hip-hop y'all and she one of the characters was like the bible say god only give his um toughest battles to his strongest soldiers the bible does not say that <laughs> that is man-made okay like humans said that god did not say that okay i don't believe that and i know like a lot of people say like oh god god won't give you more than you can't handle god gives his toughest soldiers the greatest battle i don't believe that okay that that's gonna be a different a different episode but i don't believe that feel what you feel cry because um the other day i was just so angry and i like dropped this bottle of orange juice and it busted in um it made me happy like i just like yes i just released that because i was so angry i was so frustrated like i'm tired i'm fatigued i need help i have so much to do but like in that moment i was not the leader of healing she got faith i was not the founder i was lisa the little girl that is frustrated right now like i want to throw a tantrum and so i had to let myself know like that's okay like you can be upset like you have every right to do that the second card authenticity live life for you not the audience in your head i absolutely love this card because and i've talked about it in the last couple episodes um i think a lot of us do stuff for other people and i and i use I use this a lot, but a lot of people want the dash or hyphen in between their birthday and their death date to leave a legacy. A lot of people want it to impact the world, okay? Everybody wants to impact the world. Everybody wants to be this big superstar that leaves a humongous, a humongous impact. 
But what do we do for ourselves? <clears throat> Live life for you. We're so worried about doing things for everybody else. And we create this audience in our head that probably doesn't even exist, to be quite honest with you. It does not exist. I was listening to um, Kevin Hart. He was on um, the Nori podcast, N-O-R-E podcast. And he asked Nori if, you know, if he really cared what people thought about him. Because Nori went into detail about um, how, like, he don't read the comments on his stuff but he'll read the comments on like other celebrity stuff and so kevin hart was like but why does it matter like why like and he gave this great example of like how nori basically said that like he cares about like what complete strangers who he'll never meet who have never been in his shoes um care about him um and like why like why why does it matter and it <sighs> It just hit me because it's like we do so much for everything and everybody else, but we never quite figure out like what we're doing. It like yes, like in Kevin Hart's case, like yes, like he him being funny, him being a comedian, him being an actor, like makes him money. But like he's at a point where he's doing it because he wants to do it. And I like to think that at some point, little Kevin Hart that's all he cared about. Like, I want to entertain people because I thoroughly enjoy it. For me, like doing this podcast, like I thoroughly like to do this because one, I like my voice. Two, um, I get to say stuff that I normally just can't say in typical conversation because for whatever reason, I mean, there's a plethora of reasons, but also too, like, I like it. I enjoy it. I enjoy doing this. Does it make me money? To be honest right now, it's not bringing in any revenue right now. And I still show up every week to do it. Like, I am in a place where I am creating things that little Lisa needed. I'm in a place where I'm doing stuff for me because I thoroughly want to do it. I want to be in this position of where I I did it like for me, you know, of course, other people coming in and having revenue and stuff like that. Yeah, because it, it makes a living for me. But at the end of the day, I do it because I thoroughly enjoy it. I love it. Like we have become such a materialistic society and you have to be the top dog. And the reality is like we don't have to do any of that. Like we do not have to do anything, like anything of that sort. So, you know, live life for you, do it for you, do it because you thoroughly enjoy it, do it because you want to, like, don't let society or anything else, like tell you that you, you know, you have to be a certain way. And I, I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna move on. I think for so long, and as I'm speaking, I'm thinking of, like, other women in my life who, like, told me I had to dress better, told me I had to talk better, told me I had to calm down on my hair and nails, told me I had to calm down on how I speak. And I and I think, I think about them a lot because I know at the end of the day they were trying to help me. I know they were trying to set, like, a better, quote-unquote, standard. But at the end of the day, they were ripping me from my personality, and why? And sometimes, and I'll never forget this because a co a coworker I used to have, she used to say, "Helping hurts. Helping is not always helpful. Sometimes helping hurts." And I always think about that because I think a lot of times 
we want to teach people how to be a certain way in reality we're ripping them from what they truly do i i I was just in therapy talking about that i miss the little girl who was fearless like i miss lisa who just went out and tried it i miss lisa who didn't give a damn about what anybody had to say like she was just gonna do the shit because that's where the hell she was at like hey i'm here this is what we doing she didn't care people like she did not care um and so we just got to get back to the point where we're doing stuff for us and I'm going to leave it at that. Maybe that's a different episode. Okay. Okay. Um, We are now in the universe has my back deck of cards. It says the moment I realign with love, clear direction is presented to me. Love keeps coming up because I have just recently been in this place of where I am. I just don't desire love, y'all. Like I used to want a boyfriend, want a husband. I had this fantasy of having a husband and kids in this big old house. And I just think that like at some point in this current healing journey, I just lost all desire. And I don't know if it's necessarily like I don't ever want to be in love again or it's just not a focus currently or is it that... I was just so heartbroken from my last situation that, like, I have to heal through that. And while I think it's probably a combination of everything, um, the reality is I do believe love exists. And I do believe true love exists. And I do believe that love is a beautiful thing if it is done in a healthy way. Part of me is probably scared to death to love because in my family and in my friends we've always had to struggle for love love has always been a struggle i have also never actually dated a guy who actually likes me and while guys will say that that's not true the reality is no man that i have ever had a relationship with has ever made the effort to make me feel like i was that girl most of the time they have entertained other women they have cheated they have made me out to be the crazy person because I want time. I want to go on dates. I want to. I want to do certain things. Like I, I you know, I want. I want to. I want a certain type of relationship, and they could not provide it. And so instead of saying they cannot provide it, they would make me feel crazy. So a part of me is very fearful of okay, like mm, let's let's slow down here. Um, but this is so powerful because it says the moment I realign with love, clear direction is presented to me. And so I feel like there's God telling me, like, Lisa, you have to realign yourself with love because who you are right now is not who I created you to be. Meaning, like, the person who does not desire love. Like, God knows the desires of our hearts. And I truly believe God is telling me, like, daughter, I know that you have been hurt. I know that you have you're in a very vulnerable and questioning season, but I need you to realign with love so that you can see the direction I have for you. And so, like I said, I've just really needed to feel a connection with God because again, there's nothing wrong. Like I'm not upset. I'm very happy being single. I don't have these desires of like being in a relationship or having kids. I know I probably like I'm probably definitely in the spirit of like, I know I don't want kids. And prior to me feeling this way, I did say like, I would prefer a man who has kids because I just don't know the likelihood of me having kids. Like that's just me being honest. Like I just, I just don't know. 
Anyways, um, I feel like this is God saying, like, you need to realign with love. So the card reads, the moment I realign with love, clear direction is presented to me. So I'm going to reflect on that and I'm going to try to work for it because, yeah, like, this is new. I used to desire love all the time. Card number four. In every moment, the universe is conspiring to bring me towards right-minded thinking and the energy of love. Here we go again with love. Um, I think God is realigning my mind, body, and soul to go to go towards the thinking and people that I need to be around because there is a certain type of standard and love and relation that I am looking for. There is a standard of what I want, but I just haven't gotten. So I believe God is calling me to just be realigned and pushing me in a direction where I need to be. Because honestly, a lot of my prayers lately have just been like, God, like just take it, just take it away. Anything that is not here for me, take it away. I want to move away from that. I want to be in alignment of what I'm supposed to be doing. I do want the desires of my heart. I do want, I do want to be in alignment of where I'm supposed to be. And I can't figure out why it has been such a, such a struggle to get where I need to be. And I also cannot figure out like what exactly I am doing wrong. And so I think for me, this is a learning lesson. And again, I think these cards are just reminding me like, hey, we got to realign some things. We got to do some things. And I think the beauty of this is that I would not be able to see any of this if I if I wouldn't have taken the time to heal. I could very much so be bitter right now. And to be honest, I'm very at peace. I'm very content. But I do know there are certain things that I just have to move forward for forward from. And I have to I have to challenge myself to not give up. And I'm looking at these things with a different set of eyes because, again, I am very much so healing. So, yes. Oh, my gosh. That was so beautiful. Such a good way to, like, celebrate episode 40 and just be able to embrace everything. You know, I thoroughly love this. I love what I do. I love being a social worker. I love being Lisa I love having healing. She got faith. Like, I think this is one of the dopest organizations ever. And even though we are small, we are powerful. And I think that's so beautiful. I think that's a beautiful place to be. Because, again, I don't think I've ever been in that place where I can speak this positively about myself or a project that I have done. So, yes, yeah, so welcome to episode 40. We are still in the Power of Grief series, okay? This episode is called The Power of episode because we are in episode 40 we have made it this far we have been through a lot of transitions we have been through a lot of tears we have lost a lot of money we have lost a lot of opportunities but we have also gained a lot of stuff we did our first international speaking engagement we now have different partnerships throughout the city i have a grand opening on a building that i have been working on for almost three years y'all i am probably the healthiest i've ever been Maybe that could be debatable, <laughs> um, but I'm very in tune with my body. I'm very in tune with what I got going on. I am content, y'all. I am happy. 
I am doing what I love to do. And it is a beautiful place to be. This week marks the four-year anniversary of the situation that changed my family's life forever. This is the week of where my brother's life could have gotten taken. Um, our life was altered. And six days later, my mom's body would leave this earth. And this has been such a journey. And as I reflect on it, I think to the people who knew me prior to my mom's passing and saying, like, I miss Lisa. It was hard to see Lisa change when people don't realize Lisa died that day, too. Lisa died along with her mom. There was a new Lisa who was born because life had took a toll on her. My heart goes to my brother. My heart goes to my sister and my nieces and nephews because our life was altered. And I know, I know that like my mom's actually like the family that like the family of both my mom and my dad, they have tried to be there. And it, it's just different because you know, a lot of people try to tell me about my parents. And the reality is I can't listen to anybody because y'all weren't there when we were living in St. Louis by ourselves. Like y'all might have been there on the phone and y'all might have called and y'all might have done other stuff. But the reality is y'all were not there. Y'all were not living in that household with us. You did not know what your sister was going through. You did not know what your brother was going through. You did not know what your sister-in-law or brother-in-law was going through. That is the reality. I would never go to my family in New York or wherever they're at and tell them who their mom or father was because I don't live with them. I can't tell you what it has been. And I struggle with that because so much of that has been Oh, well, your mom is this, your dad is this. Not even realizing, like, or thinking to ask, like, Lisa, like, what was your perception of your parents? What type of life did you all live? And so I've had to become okay with not telling my side of the story. I've had to be, I've had to become okay with letting people think what they think. Because people will argue with you that, what I saw wasn't true or what I felt wasn't true or anything like that. And that has been a pattern in my life from day one of what Lisa has to say is just because she's emotional. She makes things up in her head. I've always been made out to be that person, which brings me to this. I've done a lot of work on myself to feel I went years without addressing my grief. I lost my dad when he when I was 15. And I went years because when my father died, I thought I had to be strong. I thought being strong was the way to be. One, because my parents were probably the two most strongest people I've ever met in my life. Two, because I've met both sides of their family and they are strong people. They're very strong-willed. They fought through um, um, a lot of things. And so I thought being strong was the answer. Addressing grief and not really addressing grief until I hit the age 30 has been 
magical. Like, wow, I'm allowed to grieve. What? I'm allowed to feel what I feel. I'm allowed to cry without explanation. That has been so beautiful. One of the powers that we get from grief is that once we truly understand grief, we allow ourselves to grieve and we free ourselves. That is the issue with grief and that is why I do what I do, okay? Because a lot of us don't actually understand grief. One of my team members, she just started therapy and she called me after the first, um, she called me after her first session. And in that, she tells me that her therapist told her, well, I don't really know what stage of grief you're in. And so I told my team member, I said, well, I think a lot of professionals will probably not agree with me because we're just not educated enough on grief. But there really isn't a such thing as a stage of grief. And I've talked about this before. Um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who created the stages of grief in Death and Dying, she really created that for the person who was on the deathbed. And I really didn't learn that until this year when I read um, Grief is Love by uh, Marisa Renee Lee, um, who she says that and she brings up the stages of grief. And she talks about Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who created the stages of grief and how even Elizabeth has said, like, I actually did not create the stages of grief for the bereaver. Okay, I created for the person who is on their deathbed. And so a lot of us who are grieving, who are bereaved, a lot of us who are survivors of grief, we are not taught correctly about grief. All of these stages and all this stuff is honestly man-made and it's made up to make somebody feel better. When the reality is when we can learn and educate ourselves about grief, it frees us. The one thing grief did for me, which is why I say it is so powerful, is it allowed me to be who I am. It allowed me to step into my power. It allowed me to know who exactly I am and what it is that I need. Grief allowed me to allow, grief allowed me to, to take these scales off my eyes. Grief allowed me to stop lying to myself because when I was lying to myself, I was lying to the people around me. I was freed. I was able to give myself permission to grieve my father, to grieve my friend, to grieve my mother, to grieve my childhood home, to grieve the, the failed relationships, to grieve the friends that one day we were outside playing and the next day I never saw them again, to grieve the best friend from college who randomly just stopped talking to me. I gave myself permission to grieve. I can now grieve the love life I've never had. I can now grieve the relationship with my parents that will never, ever exist. I can now grieve the life I thought I was going to have. I can grieve my friend who would be turning 30 this year, but he died when he was 20. I can now grieve four years later the the life that I that I just knew I was going to have prior to this, this situation taking. Taking. 
the one thing that kept me together, which was my mom. I can grieve the person my brother used to be and the person that he was aiming to be after he graduated from college. I can grieve that person. I give myself permission to grieve. I grieve the relationship that I thought I would have with my family. I grieve the the house that I thought I would have. I, I'm freeing myself. I give myself permission to grieve. That is the power of grief. That is what I'm here talking about. I give myself permission to grieve and I free myself. I cannot stand when people say I'm no longer grieving it is not grief because the reality is grief does not work that way. You don't just decide you're not grieving. You may have days where you don't feel the grief. You may have years where you haven't grieved and that could be for many reasons. Maybe you are healed. Maybe you're suppressing it. Maybe you never gave yourself permission to grieve. Maybe life just had a way of you not having to grieve. I mean, there's a plethora of reasons, but when we sit up here and say, my issue is not grief and I'm no longer grieving. We cannot say that because that's not how grief works. Grief can come at any given moment. I have an aunt who she talks about. It's been 56, 57 years since her mom has passed away. And every day she misses her mom. Every January, which is um, either when my grandmother passed away or it's her birthday. I, I actually don't remember. Um, but every January she goes through a grieving season where she misses her mom. Mind you, my aunt is in her 60s. Her mother would have been in her 90s. I think this year my grandfather would have turned like 91 or 92, something like that. And my aunt was like, I just miss my dad. And we don't talk enough about that. We don't talk enough about how grief does not go away. Grief hits us at any given moment. We cannot say I am no longer grieving because the reality is you may be fine today, but tomorrow you may be hurting. Okay. Um, and it's a, we have to educate ourselves about grief. We have to be more smarter about grief. We have to be more knowledgeable about grief. There is power in saying, I do not know how to grieve or I have not processed this. Give yourself permission to be authentic and how you truly feel. There is power in admitting to, I don't know what grief is. What is this thing that you keep talking about? How come it doesn't make sense? How come there are no stages? How come it's not linear? What is it? I have not even processed the passing of my fiance. I have not processed the ending of this relationship. I have not processed why my family member is in jail for so long. I have not processed the, the death of my parents. Give yourself permission to say that. Give yourself permission to admit that you have not processed what is killing you. I tell people all the time, grief was sent to kill me. And I grabbed that bitch by the throat. Grief gave me power to know exactly where I am and where I stand, okay? I am at this place in my healing journey where I am addressing my grief day by day. Being in therapy in this last six months was really hard because there was a conversation between me and my therapist where she told me, you have not processed your grief. You have unresolved grief. 
And I was sitting here like, how the hell do I have unresolved grief? And I talk about grief every day. And that goes back to what I said in the icebreaker. We do so much for other people that we don't even realize what we aren't doing for ourselves. The reality is my mom's death killed me, y'all. It broke me to pieces. This is not something that is going to be done. Like a lot of people are like, oh, let them rest in peace. Let them do this. Let them do that. Don't cry for them. No, I'm going to cry. Because I'm broken, I'm hard. And yes, we can look at it as selfish. Like we can look at it as like, okay, um, but I really want them to be here. But the reality is you can still want them to be here and you can still hurt and move on with your life at the same time. It can coexist. You can know that this world does not revolve around you and nothing is personal in this life and still miss the thing that hurts you. We cannot heal unless we feel. We cannot move forward unless we address it. Being this strong person and not crying does not heal you. It only makes you weaker on the inside and it makes you not who you are. I remember the day I finally accepted that my mom was not coming back. I remember I felt like... if I were to acknowledge that my mom was not coming back, that I was closing the chapter and erasing my mom. Y'all know that movie Coco? <laughs> I felt that on such a spiritual level. Like I was like, I felt that. Like I felt that about my father. I felt that about my mom. I felt that about so many of the classmates I've lost um, in death. I, I felt like that so much. I just felt like I was erasing that. Like if I acknowledge that that these people are not coming back because they're dead, then I was erasing it. But the reality was the relationship was changing because I think that is something in grief. We don't teach people. We don't we don't show them what like what it's like. And the reality is, yes, the relationship does change. I have a new relationship with my mom. Even though she's not here, even though she's not talking, like I said in the last episode, one of one of the the ways I still have a relationship with my mom is doing things that she could never do. I, I'm not comfortable with talking to her spirit. I'm not comfortable with being there. I do carry her around my neck. I got ashes. Uh, I got her ashes in my necklace. But I carry her. I keep her close to my heart. I have a tattoo, a memorial tattoo of my dad, and it's like on the left side, really close to my heart. It's all, it's like on my chest, but it's like really close to my heart. And whenever I'm anxious, I touch that. That's my way of being connected to my father. It's a new relationship. It's not necessarily the relationship is over. It's a new relationship. You have to grieve the way you can grieve. You have to give yourself permission to know that and to feel that, okay? Um, I think you know, I don't want to keep being repetitive, but I believe like I just had to learn how I felt and who I was and how comfortable I was with this new relationship with my mom. And as I enter into this week, I don't feel sad. I don't feel anxious. I don't feel like I normally would feel. I'm actually okay, which is new. And I know that sometimes when you feel okay after feeling down for so long, it's scary. And so I'm at a place where I'm becoming okay 
with being okay. <laughs> um, there is power in grief, y'all. And, I, and for today's episode, I want you to know that once you are educated on grief, you can give yourself permission to grieve and you can free yourself. And that's power. There is power in that. Okay, y'all? All right. Guys, happy Monday. I love you. I want you to love you the way you love yourself. I said that all wrong. I want you to love you the way you love the world. Ah! <laughs> um, housekeeping. Grand opening. October 23rd, 1 to 4. You can RSVP on Eventbrite. I will put the link in the show notes. We have our blog every Wednesday. Um, for this week that the podcast is um, being released, I'm actually closed from Monday to Friday. What are the dates? Let me look at my calendar. So Healing She Got Faith is actually closed from the 26th to the 30th for grieving purposes and for preparation of the grand opening. Okay, so um, just keep that in mind. But you guys will still get this podcast and you guys will still get the blog. Outside of that, we are completely closed. But you can check us out on the website which is healingshegotfaith.org we still have our bookshop so you can actually access the bookshop through the website it just says healing she got faith bookshop you can go ahead and listen to episodes on the podcast on youtube anchor red circle spotify apple Podcasts, um audible did i say that already anyways yeah, and honestly, guys, I just want you to love you the way you love the world. It's episode 40. I cannot believe it. We are already in 40 episodes, and we have been through so many transitions, so it's definitely a celebration. It's reflection. Actually, this is the last month of my healing challenge, and that's what this month is focused on, reflection and celebration, okay? So that is what we are doing. Yeah, allow yourselves to grieve. And come back on Monday. Well, check out the blog on Wednesday. But come back on Monday, okay? I love y'all. I want you to have a great week. Celebrate. Love you. All right? Bye, y'all. Catch you later. Bye.